my little lovelies and sugar babies. Oh, you know, I lived off sugar babies when I was a little kid. Sugar babies and corn nuts. Throw in maybe, a, for dessert, cocoa pebbles. <laughs> That's how you do it. Not fruity pebbles. Not fruity pebbles. You hear? Before the blue pebble fiasco, I was a big fan. After the blue pebble, not talking. Welcome to another fun-packed, exciting, uh, crank-infused Pop Culture Fridays. I am your host, Troy Ramos, your podcast BFF, if you will. Can I say that? I think I can. I mean, you're listening to this. You Just give me like two minutes, and I think you'll be knee-deep in Troyston. Huh? Just two minutes. Okay. Um, this is the... Uh, part of the podcast that where I talk about pop culture, obviously, and I do it on Fridays, obviously. That's why it's called that. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple of things today. And I was getting kind of frustrated the last few weeks because I've, I've, I delve into things that I don't know a lot about Drake and Kanye and Gilmore girls. And those are all very fine things. Uh, I just don't know a lot about that part of America, that, that dark underworld underbelly, of, of the bald eagle that I just don't connect with. So I thought, why don't I talk about some things that, are, that actually affect me emotionally? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about the two Corys. Who are the two Corys, you're thinking? Well, uh, there are two of them. Uh, Corey, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. And why am I talking about them? Well, because last week, obviously, Corey Feldman did this performance on the Today Show which I don't know who's watching the Today Show. I mean, how how much garbage can this country handle? I mean, you you just watch it, and and, and everybody on there is so fake, and they talk in that that fake sort of uh, newscaster way. But they're but the, it's like uh, casual Fridays where they try and be like all hip and and just relaxed. It just doesn't work. It's so terrible, and so maybe the, I they must get a big following. I, I think it's the more the Bob Evans crowd. You know, they're 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 the early bird special. Uh, uh, part of the TV viewing audience. I don't know why, if you're Corey Feldman, you would go on there, but he did, and uh, he he did some interesting dancing. And you know what? Who fucking cares? I, I the one thing that stuck out in my mind is is we have this idea of perfection in America, and I don't know why. Why do we project this impossible goal of perfection for the people that we see in film and TV and in music? They're just people, right? And, and doesn't that say something about what we expect our friends and our family and our colleagues to be? I mean, we can say like, okay, um, you know, whatever actor, God, I can't think of an actor um, or an actress, somebody that we hold in high regard, we, we've got a different sort of uh, expectation from them that then we do the people we work with why don't we have the same expectation and let's make it realistic let's be real about it so what so Corey Feldman gets up and dances like a robot I mean the guy was the guy was big friends with Michael Jackson you can see that influence I mean he, he's kind of looks like him just like sort of an elvish version of him with the hood I'm referring to the hood not the height come on um and let's not forget that this guy is like kind of a bona fide star I mean He's not like maybe a huge star now, and I don't I don't want to put him on a pedestal because in in sort of researching 
I just got, I went on a rabbit hole <laughs> researching and rabbit hole. They're the same thing in 2016, same thing at a time where there, there were celebrities, but it wasn't as crazy it is as it is now where everybody can be a celebrity. You know, you can broadcast yourself, but you couldn't do that back in the eighties. And Corey Feldman was in, I mean, dream a little dream with, I don't remember if that movie was good, but it had Jason Robards in it. So it can't be that bad. Right. Um, the lost boys. I mean, if, if you, the lost boys alone right there should put that guy in a different category, but he was also in uh, Friday the 13th. I think it was part one or part two. I can't remember. Um, Goonies, gremlins, the burbs stand by me. Clearly this guy gets a pass. He's got some sort of talent, so you got to let it go. And so that got me thinking about the two Corys. Who are the two Corys? Well, The Lost Boys is the best uh, two Corys movie, I think. Unless, unless you disagree with me. I'm not sure why you would, but you could. And you can tweet at me at Arthouse43 and let me know. Um, I would say License to Drive, but that's a terrible movie. And, and that was more their kind of thing. Maybe Dream a Little Dream was a little bit more two Corys. I don't know what the most Cory rific movie is. I think the best one is The Lost Boys. I mean, by far. I mean, that's, that's, that's a great movie. Um, and it, anyway, it, it's watching Corey Feldman sort of get hammered. It, it reminded me of how America killed Corey Haim. And then I was thinking, now they're going to kill Corey Feldman. Why do they hate the Corys? Um, so, you know, I don't know why the Today Show is putting him on anyway. It's almost like they're, they were trying, you can, you can sort of make an educated guess as to why they might have that on. They probably knew. I'm sure they have people out scouting performers. They knew. They knew they were going to get some ratings from this. I mean, fuck you, Today Show. How about that? Um, so uh, in thinking about this, I was thinking like, okay, so Corey Feldman is the next target, right? Corey Haim's already dead. They killed him. Canadian. Uh, licensed to drive. Um, I don't know what else he was in. Not a whole lot. Besides the Lost Boys and uh, Dream a Little Dream. I don't think he did too much besides that. Um, but then I came upon this little show called the two Corys. <laughs> never seen it, but I saw some clips and I was pretty shocked because there's this, I'll just tell you this one scene and I'm not going to play it cause I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble. This one scene where Corey Haim and Corey Feldman are having it out at a table and you could just see like the years of built up frustration where they basically accuse each other of standing by and watching the other get raped. Not, I mean, not in the moment, but I mean, as you know, they were in their circle of friends and each was getting uh, raped or molested by some other guy and the other one didn't do anything about it. And that's the accusation. And I was, flo- I was like, what? No, I did not know about that. Um, and that led me to see Corey Haim's mother, uh, who doesn't care for Feldman. So then I thought, okay, I'm not going to defend, uh, the history of Corey Corey Feldman. The point of this is not Corey Feldman. The point of this is probably that America needs to back the fuck off the idea of perfection and just let it go. Let people dance. If you, if it doesn't matter if somebody dances poorly, that's, that's the overall point. Let me just elevate that to the point. Let people dance. It doesn't matter if they dance well or they don't dance well. If I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars to go see Corey Feldman dance, but if you shame people for being bad dancers, uh, then Nobody's going to have fun. Dancing's a pretty weird human thing. It would be really interesting to know if there are other species that dance. I think dogs probably do a little bit. It depends. Uh, but I, I, 
I think it's a terrible road to go down. Let's not go down that road. All right. Two Corys. Got that off my chest. I feel, I feel so much better. Thank you for listening to that. You're like a diary, You're like a pop culture Fridays slash Troy diary. And I thank you. All right, let's go to the next thing. Number two, what am I watching? I'm going to run through a couple of things that I'm watching. Uh, and I, I guess they could be things that you could watch. It's not really a suggestion. I don't want to give suggestions or advice to anybody because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm not going to listen to your advice either, by the way. And I know we live in a time where everybody says to each other, have you seen blank? Oh, you got to watch it. I, don't, I, I have a job. I have at least one job. I have at least two jobs. I don't have time to watch everything that you're watching. All right. I have to make decisions. You know, I can only read so many books in a lifetime. I have to make decisions. And it's the same thing with Netflix and Hulu. All right. So here are the things that I'm watching that I've seen recently that I highly recommend. Number one, The Warriors. Just finished it. It's from 1979. It's about gangs. Fucking fantastic. Now, back in that time, uh, there were words or opinions or ideas that were used that you're not going to agree with, um, and I'm not endorsing those words. The word faggot comes up a couple of times, and they do mean it in the traditional, you're not being a man sense. Not endorsing that. But overall, great movie. Some analog soundtrack, um, 80s gangs. Oh, it's fantastic. So this, this group called the Warriors, they're from they're, the Coney Island is their turf. They go to this big meeting where all the gangs are getting together and the one head boss, Cyrus, I think he's called. Can you dig it? That's his phrase. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? And he, he wants to basically have them all under his wing. Somebody assassinates him at that meeting. They think the Warriors did it, and the Warriors have to get from that meeting in the Bronx back to Coney Island, and there's a hit out on them. Fantastic movie. Everybody's wearing uniforms. The, the Warriors uniform is no shirt, leather vest. There you go. Need I say more? All right. Uh, number two, the thing I'm watching, 102263 on Hulu is where I saw it. Uh, by the way, the Warriors is on Netflix. So this one, 102263, uh, is with James Franco. He goes back in time. This is going to sound really crazy. He goes into a diner and the guy who owns the diner shows him a time, uh, I don't know what you call it, a portal or something. And it takes him back to that, that spot um, back just before the Kennedy assassination. So the point of the film is that um, the guy who owns the diner convinces James Franco's character to send him back in time, uh, or sorry, to go back in time and stop the Kennedy assassination. Assassination assassination it's a hard word to say don't judge and uh maybe i don't know if i should tell you or not hmm all right you can fast forward a little bit um and i'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it let's just say this if somebody goes back in time and fixes something the way they think it should be might not always be a good thing let's just leave it at that but it's a great uh it's a great series i think maybe like eight to ten episodes and uh, you should definitely watch it. Number three, what am I watching? I am re-watching all the Curb Your Enthusiasms. I saw them once a long time ago. I think I might not have seen episode or season eight. So I'm on season six right now. You should re-watch it with me because it's fucking funny. 
and they've got a new season coming out and probably within the next year. So you're going to want to catch up anyway. So you might as well get back on board. Plus, let me tell you something that I've realized watching um, Curbs again. Two things. Number one, I identify with Larry a lot. And I hope that I'm not alone. Not all the time. He does some crazy things, obviously. But uh, yeah, he seems to be he seems to be very right. I'm not sure why people are so mad at him. This leads me to number two. I don't know why Cheryl ever married this guy. The character Cheryl is his wife. She doesn't appreciate him at, at all, it seems like. She, he's very interesting. And I don't know what her problem is. She gets mad a lot of the times. And I think, what? I know there has to be conflict in a show, but she should really get on board. I mean, he's your husband. You should at least support some of his crazy antics once in a while. Okay, um, number four, I'm watching this uh, documentary on HBO, Robert Maplethorpe, Look at the Pictures. Lots of penises, lots of penises. If you like to look at pictures of cocks, you're going to love this documentary. But it is really interesting, it's great, and um, you know, one of the things that I really like about Maplethorpe isn't the honesty, I mean, I can appreciate that, but he really does have... such an interesting eye, the way things are lined up and and the light, the lighting, it's really fantastic. Some of the portraits that he took, I think are the most amazing thing. I mean, we get it, you know, a whip in the asshole or a a cock in a wine glass, whatever. That's, it's interesting for whatever reason, but that's the portraits I think I found really fascinating. And I found his life really interesting. And, and, um, you know, there's a little bit of, of pretentious curator, moments in there where they talk about shit but you know that's what they do and you know it it doesn't mean i love them any less it's just you have to be honest that's that's one part of the art world that you know why maplethorpe why not somebody else they they miss stuff and they embrace stuff that shouldn't be embraced Um, they should definitely embrace maplethorpe but anyway it's a great great documentary i highly recommend it see here here i'm recommending things i'm not recommend i'm just saying this is what i'm watching and if you want to you want to watch it fine all right so um the final thing that I'm going to suggest, and I know you're probably going to roll your eyes at this half of you, and then the other half are going to be interested. I finished season six of The Walking Dead last night. Last night. I'm always behind the ball. Got my first cell phone in 2011. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to repeat that. My first cell phone was in 2011. Why? Because I wasn't sure that it was a good idea, and I wanted to think about it. Somebody uh, the other day said I was a thoughtful observer. I think that's the word they use. And I was very complimented by that. And I think that's what I am. I try to be. That's what I strive to be, a thoughtful observer. I'm not better than anyone. I just, I don't trust things. And uh, I'll tell you, as much as I use my phone now, I think I was right not to get one. But I'm in, so there's no going back, I don't think. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not sure how I got on that. Uh, oh yeah, Walking Dead, late uh, finishing the season, which I like to do, I like to watch them in, um, you know, the entire season in one go. I don't like to watch it week to week because then you get caught up in, there's always a Chris Hardwick show that accompanies it, or, you know, there's all kinds of talk show appearances and what's going to happen. You just watch it. And now I've got the Walking Dead season seven coming up in a couple of weeks. I thought this was my favorite season. It, it it was so good. I care about the characters so much at this point. It feels like season one where, you know, Rick was and his wife were together and there was that other guy that was trying to break them up. That was, that seems like forever ago, right? There is one, there are two things I'd like to say about season six. 
first of all, was, the ending was super sad because I thought for sure they were all going to get popped. And that guy with the baseball bat with the barbed wire under it needs to fucking die. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, and I, I can... I don't know how the zine or the graphic novel goes. I don't know if it's either. Like, don't send me a tweet. Like, um, I'm, it's a zine. It's not a graphic novel. Okay, a graphic novel contains elements of... I get it. All right. I don't care. But Rick's going to kill this fucking guy. That's what I'm saying. There's no way. And especially if he's beating the shit out of Carl. If you've seen season six, you know what I'm talking about. If he's, if he's beating the shit out of anyone, Rick's going to kill him. But if, he, if it's Carl, whew, I would not want to be that guy. Bad guys always make that mistake, don't they, of not killing the people they're supposed to? And it's completely obvious when you're watching. But uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to say about this. this. When they were on their knees at the end, and the guy was giving his long-winded speech to Rick, I wish there was a smartass in that, cr- in that scene where he'd just been like, oh my God, will you just do it already and <laughs> shut the fuck up? The guy, and I don't know what his name is, he said the phrase, the new world order. Listen, I don't want to get in to con- too much conspiracy stuff, but I think it's really fucking creepy that this phrase, the new world order, keeps coming up. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe the lizards are running the White House. That's not what I'm saying. But if you go to YouTube or Google, this is an assignment, type in president saying the new world order, you're going to find a lot of presidents and a lot of world leaders saying that phrase. What the fuck is that? It's not like it's an everyday boogeyman that you can say and like, oh, he just said the new world order. Yeah, that's like uh, the, the, the monster under the bed. No, it's not. Nobody knows what that is. So the accusation is that there's this group of elites that control everything and they refer to themselves as this new world order. That's the gist of it, which is totally reasonable, by the way. As George Carlin once said, why wouldn't powerful people get together and talk? They do. Uh, the rumor or the accusation is that the current group has referred to themselves as the new world order for a long time. Why is it making its way into the walking dead? That just makes me think, you know, like what the fuck is going on? Why, why would it be mentioned? Why would the writers of the walking dead mention the new world order? I don't get it. Are they just trying to get people up in arms like me? I don't know. I found it strange. Anyway, whatever. Um, Take what you want from it. Okay, that's almost it. I'm just going to do this quick segment because it's fall, and fall reminds me of three things. Pumpkin-flavored things, Halloween, and the adventures of Pete and Pete. Now, I don't know why it reminds me of Pete and Pete, but it does. So uh, this week's recommended favorite... uh, Sorry, this week's recommended episode for the adventures of Pete and Pete is season one, episode six, Don't Tread on Pete. That's right. So uh, while Pete, Big Pete, engages in a struggle against time to study for a test on the American Revolutionary War with the fear that failing would cause him to wind up like the school's janitor, rumored to have failed the same test years before, little Pete leads his gym class to try to best his teacher's intramural dodgeball team. Classic episode, there might be Emma, might run away to Iowa, uh, I'm not trying to give anything away. Uh, Pete may get a um, a visit from a Revolutionary War hero. And of course, Big Pete opines perfectly on uh, what meat, meatloaf is. Meatloaf, is it Salisbury steak? Is it pepper steak? What is it? 
and I think he he nails it. He nails it. So the Adventures of Pete and Pete, get on that. It's fall. It's time for that. And plus the great theme song, right? So there you go. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of Pop Culture Fridays. You can catch me every Friday. I am your host, Troy Ramos. Follow us on Facebook.com slash ArtHouse43, Instagram and Twitter at ArtHouse43. Go to iTunes, please. Give us a review and a rating. Let me know what you think. Send me personal emails. I love it. Maybe I'll read it on a Pop Culture Friday. Do it. Why not? Let's connect. All right. Until next Friday, friends. Give it to me.